Hi, I am Natalie Esparzagar, and this is Spectacle, Discovering a Vibrant Life Through the Lens of Curiosity. Originally, this is the title of my book, and now it's become a podcast that is its own thing. Right now, I don't really have a recording schedule, and I don't really have a format except the fact that it is a stream of consciousness podcast. In the future, I hope to have guests and I hope to have more of a structure, but right now that's not, that's not what's going to be happening. So I hope you enjoy and I hope that I can start recording this more regularly. Thank you for lending me your ear for a bit. Hello. I've decided if I don't record something, I'm going to record nothing, and I'm tired of considering recording something and finding an excuse. So, hello! (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I hope you enjoy whatever comes out of my mouth. It has been a lot over the last couple weeks. I think it's been about a month since I've posted anything. A lot of recovering from the move, getting sick multiple times, um, still having these unknown stomach issues and finally found a new doctor that I kinda like and deciding to get a, a full workup with the GI at the beginning of May, which I'm not looking Being a human is messy. I've got these health issues that I'm trying to be an adult about and take care of. It's also really easy to avoid when I'm not actively having issues. My doctor wonders if I have IBS, which the more I think about it, the more I feel like she's probably right. But that sucks because, yeah, there's some triggers that I can avoid, but sometimes... Shit's just gonna happen, <laughs> which means that 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 demands more flexibility for me, um, which sucks. So there's that. Um, wow, what else? Both Charlie and I had a birthday recently, and I feel like I'm getting better at celebrating. I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but something that I noticed about six months to a year ago is that I really struggle with celebrating achievements. I just want to move on to the next one. Um, no matter how big or small the achievement is or, or thing to be celebrated, I guess. Well, I was about to say, I guess a birthday is not really an achievement, but you know, for us neurodivergent, sometimes it is, um, dark humor for the win. Anyways. Um, wow. That was, that was a tangent. So we celebrated. I don't even remember what we did for mine. Oh, I came home and Charlie bought me flowers and he'd cleaned the entire apartment. And it's little things like that that really help me realize how things are getting better. Because it was like two and a half years of like trudging through this mud of his depression and being jobless and looking for jobs and just feeling a lot of hopelessness 
And so to come home to that was just a really cool indicator of how things are really improving. Because sometimes life is hard, and life is still hard in its own little ways, but we went through some shit over the last couple years, and I feel like things are just, at at the very least, stabilizing. And I will take it. (laughs) Um, And then I made some, like, of Charlie's favorite food for his birthday and my dumb ass thought it would be okay to have some steak as long as it was only a little bit even though I know that steak fucks my stomach but also things like dairy don't sit well with me but I can't have it in small amounts and so I was like well I'll just have a little bit I'll have like a third of a steak yeah no um my stomach was in nuts and I felt like I was dying for like 24 hours and I had to call out of work and use one of my two vacation days that I was uh holding on to with clawed hands because since I've been here I've been using up my sick and vacation days mostly for sick days because I keep having things happen so that's super fun um but you know what it is what it is I think one of the main things that I'm really um, working on with my therapist is how to be more present and how to, like, like listen to your body and take care of yourself. Like, almost, like, be the parent that you need in this moment because you kind of are the parent at this point. Like, you're your own parent when you become an adult, which sounds both really silly and also really obvious, But I feel like it can be unusually easy, and maybe this is more so with neurodivergent people, to forget to, like, eat or drink water or get enough sleep or take a damn shower or brush your teeth or wash your face or, you know, invest in your hobbies or make a doctor's appointment because things aren't working properly like all those things are just so difficult sometimes and so that's the thing I've been working on lately is making sure to do things especially when I'm like in a mood and I'm like okay well what have you not done recently well I haven't taken a shower in a week I haven't had any water really in the last 24 hours I've only had like two coffees and I think the last time I ate was breakfast and now it's 10 o'clock at night. Like, and then I try and do all those things that need to be taken care of, like eating and showering and stuff. And all of a sudden I feel better. And part of me really hates that I feel better because it's so simple. <laughs> um, sometimes it can feel so existential in the moment. Like everything sucks and I don't know what to do and all this shit. And some of that's still there, obviously, at the end of it all, but... It's interesting to really pay attention to how much better I feel when I take care of myself. So that's one of the main things I've been working on over the last month because I'm a very... um, My husband and I, like, balance each other out. I'm a very high-level, like, goal-oriented thinker. And so I think in, like, big picture. And then Charlie thinks more in the moment and more, like, incrementally and more middle of the road. And so... I struggle with coming out of big picture mode, whatever goal I'm working towards in the moment, and coming back to today (laughs) and recognizing I can't keep working towards whatever goal I'm looking at if I'm not taking care of my own fucking body and mental health. So that's fun. It's a fun little 
thing that I'm practicing. <laughs> Ooh. And then another thing is whenever something happens at work and I... It's not even that I disagree with it. Just, like, someone says something and it's problematic. You know, I have this bad habit. And I'm sure lots of us do of just not saying anything and trying to ignore it and just bottling the anger till we get home and finding a productive way to let it out. Um, and so I'm working on learning how to speak up more, but not like aggressively, but definitely assertively. And one of the phrases that my therapist gave me is trying to like ask, you know, what was your intention behind that? Because I feel like some people that I interact with don't get called out. And so just the act of being asked might help indicate that maybe they should rethink what they're saying but also it'll help me what are what are the words i want like live with integrity when i use my voice instead of being quiet cuz some of the things that are being said are you know ableist or racist or whatever and they're not okay and so I'm learning how to speak up more and ask questions and obviously I don't believe I can change someone but at least I can do what I can do because <laughs> that makes a lot of sense but pretty sure you you know what I mean like either I can be quiet and then hate myself for not saying anything, or at least I can say something, even if it doesn't change it. Because there are certain things in my control that I'm working towards, but until that happens, I've got to do what I can where I'm at. Which, man, that can that can be a handful. So celebration being more assertive with my voice and I guess another thing is rest because I constantly want to be working towards something and not having like deadlines to work towards or a full like plan in front of me and just being in the moment and like enjoying life and letting life happen and kind of just being along for the adventure is very foreign to me I want some semblance of control and I'm starting to realize again going back to those habits of like brushing your teeth and washing your face and taking a shower is a more useful form of quote-unquote control because I don't actually think about it like that but I do have control of those little things which allows me to have a little bit more space for life to kind of just be its own thing. It's been hard, but I do feel like I'm getting better at all of that. It takes a lot of practice. And I'm really trying to sit with trusting that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. And it's my job to just be here for it. Which, I don't know why that's so hard sometimes. (laughs) Um, another thing that I'm working on, I think, is just remembering 
that I have relationships to maintain. I feel like when my mental health deteriorates, I stop, like, it's not even that I don't want to have relationships, it's that sometimes I forget that they exist. It's, like, out of sight, out of mind, um... And I feel really bad saying that, but I know that it just takes a lot of effort to remember that there are people that I want to hang out with and, like, be in community with. And I think some of that is going to help, be helped when um, my best friend moves to my city because we've been long-distance friends since 2016. And I think having them here, I'm going to regularly want to hang out with them. Um, And that'll be a good reminder to do that with other people too, not just them. But a lot of my friends don't even live in the same city. They live maybe an hour or more away or in a different state. Um, And so that'll be a really unique opportunity that I haven't had probably since, like, high school. So, like, ten (laughs) years-ish. I guess a little bit of college, too. But, like, really... I think sometimes digging into relationships is scary because I moved around so much. Even, like, in college when I was still, like, in the same college or, you know, the first two years I was in a community college and then I went to um, a university for two years and at that university I moved around a lot, both within dorms and at the very end I just completely moved away uh, from the school entirely. And I just struggle with new relationships especially when they're not chosen like my roommates and I feel so embarrassed to admit this there were some roommates that I didn't even learn their names and some of that was I was chronically um depressed and I was in like probably the deepest depression I've ever been in ever I didn't have a name for it I just thought oh I'm struggling and that's normal in college so I guess this is just the way it is But, oh my gosh, admitting that now is such a huge red flag. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I didn't even learn some of my roommates' names sometimes. And sometimes it was only for, like, a semester or two. But, holy shit. (laughs) I don't remember what my point was. Oh, relationships. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Yeah. Oh, jeez. And then, you know... Another thing that I'm looking into is just mental health in general and just trying to get some answers about a lot of different physical and mental health things. And so I finally scheduled an appointment with a psychiatrist. I've actually never been to one. The people who um, prescribe my meds have always been doctors, but I really want to get screened for ADHD and autism because I just think if I want accommodations in future jobs, it would be useful to have the diagnosis. I think I don't need it for myself because I kind of already know the answer. I've already taken all of those, um, like the RAD, whatever, test, and uh, apparently neurotypical people only score about a 60 or lower, (laughs) and I scored in the mid-hundreds, so I think that... uh, that's a pretty fair indicator that I'm probably on the spectrum, which several years ago, if I knew that, I think would make me very nervous, but I think now I'm just kind of excited because it, it explains so much of my life and I get to lean into just 
useful coping mechanisms that other autistic people have discovered to maybe live a better life instead of just being angry with myself all the time that I can't relate to people well and I'm really not great in groups. I'm great one-on-one. I love, and I'm a very good communicator and I'm a very charismatic communicator, especially in things like interviews. Um, I'm very good at pulling out stories and just being likable (laughs) but in crowds or if there's someone I don't like it makes it I like I find it really difficult to find anything to like about them or continue to be in relationship with them and then there's like being in an office all the time and having all these weird smells and noises and having people walk by my office a lot and then trying to close my door but then you know being called out about just being a little bit more um not as social as everyone else and I get it, like, it doesn't look great, but also if I need to work and concentrate, often I'll need not only my door closed, but I'll put headphones in and listen to, like, lo-fi or something just so I can think. Um, Point being, I think I'm finally starting to just accept that not everyone operates like that, even though I just kind of assumed they did, especially because most of my friends are neurodivergent, if not all of them. Um, including, like, my husband, and so (laughs) that's been my normal, you know, and um, being in an office again, I realize, oh, that's not the whole world. Um, It's really easy to be in an echo chamber where you think everyone operates with all these coping mechanisms and takes medication and goes to therapy and thinks that talking about mental health and all these other things is normal, and I'm really recognizing that that's not the case. Um... Especially when random people at work will, like, make an offhand joke about mental health. Or, like, you know, it's just really strange and um, shocking. And I'm like, oh, you know. And no offense to older generations, but especially with the older generations, therapy is not normalized. Um, It is a taboo subject that has remained taboo. And I don't think everyone in the older generations recognizes that it has become a useful tool that, I don't know, millennials and younger are practicing using regularly, and it's not a bad thing, it's not a negative thing, it's not um, a symbol of uh, failure, (laughs) if anything it's a symbol of strength, so anyways, it has been really interesting to be, um, what's the word? course I'm like I know what word I want but I'm drawing a blank exposed I guess or like that's not the right word but um be at this job that I started in October and being in office and being around a larger more diverse group of people that are not all neurodivergent and it's almost spotlighting everything else I'm going through and all the coping mechanisms that I've developed just to function and uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so mm, those are a few things on my mind. I know I'm going to listen back to it and think like, wow, I sound so eloquent. But when I'm saying things like this and just like stream of consciousness, I feel so derpy. <laughs> but I hope that this was helpful. And I know I've been gone and I'm going to try and record more. It's just it's daunting sometimes, especially when I'm like, socially drained, I just don't even know 
you know, I get into that mode of like, oh, what do people want to hear? And the thing is, that's not what I ever want this to be. It's really talking from a place of what's helping me and what I'm working on because I know that's what's going to help other people feel not alone. So, what day is it? Happy Thursday as I'm recording this and oh, uh, life is messy, life is hard, you're not alone, drink some water, <laughs> unclench your jaw, uh, take a shower or bath or, you know, a washcloth shower if you haven't recently and just take care of yourself. I know life is hard right now, but we got this. Bye for now. Thanks for taking a few moments to listen to Spectacle, discovering a vibrant life through the lens of curiosity, a stream of conscious podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Esparzagar, and I really appreciate you coming by my little space of the internet. I hope whatever I said was useful, (laughs) and I hope you come back for more.